And we are back with Control-Alt-Revolt episode 102. In case you missed the two episodes over the weekend, one was 101, and then one, the Medusa decided to name 101.5. And And you're forgetting after those. We're almost in unison. (laughs) Did you play that game when you were a kid, try to talk at the same same time? time? Yes. I bet you did. I bet you're really good at it. it. <laughs> you love games. Um, but then you're forgetting also, after those, we had a Sunday morning special edition. That's right. We got red pilled on Sunday morning, sitting in bed, eating a nice bagel and uh, a cup of coffee, and listening to the ongoing dumpster fire that is our medical establishment. And they're what is really seeming like to me and many others now is a full out genocide. Yes. Or at least attempted. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, they're doing a pretty. Sadly, a pretty good job. Did you hear about the uh, world's record holder, deep sea diver? Yes. That got the vaccination, and now his lung and heart capacity is so reduced that his career is over. Yeah. But everybody, all the kids, a million today, they're bragging, bragging uh, that each pharmacy has a million doses, and they're ready to go. And kids and I watched a video of all the the teachers at school. I mean, it's like straight out of like Nazi propaganda films, vaccinating the kids and. And then uh, no one pays attention to, I think it was Pedro Medrano, the Mets reliever, who is about, let's see, he's about eight years younger than me, and good-looking guy, Puerto Rican, built like a, you know, stud, seemed to get some gym time, died in his sleep from a heart attack like you do at 46 years old. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. you do when you're in great shape, yeah. pro-athlete shape. Yeah. yeah. You not know, even 50. You know how yeah. children just get heart attacks and die and athletes and Hank Aaron and everything gets memory hold and we don't talk about anything but you know what we do on control alt revolt we talk about everything that they tell us we can't talk about and more yeah we're like uh George Costanza's dad we're gonna be all over the (laughs) shuffleboard court we are gonna be at Del Boca Vista phase three we're gonna be at the shuffleboard court we're gonna be at the buffet and we're always gonna be talking about this and you're never going to stop us and those of you who are in, you know, deep state operatives. And I think there is a weird amount of informants because whenever you get into this sort of socialist society, you get all these little informants that are running around constantly snitching and telling. We've seen them in our own actual real day-to-day life. Like not even making up like, hey, that guy's kind of following us, but I've actually watched people snitch on me and then chase them out in the parking lot and threaten them with bodily harm. And then they, they got in their little vegan mobile and drove away. Um but you will see these people informing on us and snitching on us. So you, you're going to have to watch that stuff. But you know what? At Del Boca Vista, the pandemic, we're never going to stop. And you're probably going to have to put a bullet in our heads. And and we have a nice alarm system and we have many weapons at hand. So, you know, bring the whole team when you get us and, and really go for it because because we're never going to shut up. Exactly. And as many people are now saying, this is World War Three. Yeah. Just because it. it's not actually kinetic yeah. guns in the street. No. This is World no, War for, III. No, for about two years, people have been talking about fifth generational warfare, which is data and information warfare. There definitely is a case to be made. I, I do think that we are in a war. I think that when you look at the behavior of the... Um, man, I hate all the titles that they have sort of forced on our us, you know, the elites, the political class, all of these things. But these people like like you're losing your job today and there are people i got a dis i got a heartbreaking message from one of the listeners today who had not been able to listen and was catching up because his um 
very valued and treasured relative had died. And he said, I wanted to let you know that he was double vaccinated and he fought this heart condition that had been brought on by the vax for six months or, or a serious period of time and then finally went into cardiac arrest. And now his grandmother is experiencing both double vaxxed, both having the same problems, things like that. And then you flip over to see that something we'll talk about. This has happened to Gavin Newsom. And then they're having the Getty wedding, which if you don't understand California, the, California has about four mega, you know, elite families that have controlled everything from the shadows. A good primer on that is to watch uh, There Will Be Blood. That sort of tells you the genesis of that insanity. Um, but the Gettys are one of the big ones. And they had their and you look at the pictures of the wedding and it is Hunger Games on crack. And I don't know what sort of temple or government building that they were able to co-op. But I mean, like, this is something out of Lucas's Star Wars films, you know, the, the last three that he made, of just the level of tone depth opulence when I'm, I'm literally hearing from people who listen to the show, who read the books, and they're saying, listen, I, I, I'm done. I mean, I, I have no option here. I, I'm being forced and I'm not doing it. Or some people are saying, I had to do it. We had no option and I, I feel horrible. And, you know, so that level of of the people who want to call themselves our elites celebrating like they're celebrating and having this in the worst pandemic of our lives. And like last year was the worst year of our lives. This year is shaping up to be pretty bad if the Trader Joe's was any indication last night. Um, but doing those things and then bragging about it on Instagram and, you know, we're facing like, they're really, it, sometimes it occurs to me that they're really making this case that they're better than us and they want us to know it. But I, I want to go and say, let's just take the Getty family. You didn't earn any of that. You didn't wildcat for that. You didn't do anything, but live off the trust fund money you're not better. You've had every advantage and you haven't done anything with it. I will I will give the benefit of the doubt to someone like Jeff Bezos, who who really did, you know, form his own thing. He's he's like there was a crazy moment yesterday if you paid attention with him. Um or Elon Musk is another thing. I'm a little sketchy on Elon Musk. I don't trust him. Um I I think that Elon Musk will ultimately become the reluctant general. Um, realizing that he, this is his only move, is to go full red pill. There are people that are saying that they're talking to him and everything like that, and he's seriously freaked out about what's happening. Um, I think he's a big target because he's an outsider. But again, I think that there's an intelligence there and a showmanship and uh, a vision. That's like the one genius thing I would give to Elon Musk is there seems to be a vision. Um, I worked with somebody one time who was one of his personal assistants, and they said, oh, he's this genius, orders of magnitude. I'm like, mm, feels like a government grifter, mainly. But I, I would, I, I, I'm not totally willing to walk away from the government grifter because so many of his contracts are based on, on government subsidies and funds. But I will say there's definitely a vision. He's not just taking the money like so many with government, providing nothing and continuing to profit. Like he, he at least puts on some fun shows with rocket ships. Yeah, exactly. And gives Bezos a run for his money in yeah. their little competition. Then. Yeah, exactly. So there, you know, there there are people that really earned 
earned it and worked for it and developed it. And, and those were the original Gettys and the original Wildcatters. But then there's this second and third and fourth generation that comes along and feels that they're entitled to some type of leadership without ever having done anything, earned anything, created anything, made anything. There are legions of lawyers and implementers who keep them in profit. They're the ones funding our tyranny, participating in the big parties at, at Glasgow and Davos, Davos and all these things, then acting like there are, there are betters solely because they collect interest off a trust fund. And they're not our betters. They're not our political elite ruling, ruling class. Even Nancy Pelosi is the inheritor of somebody else's work and wealth, though she has done a good grift with Congress. And, and uh, apparently she's the most brilliant stock picker in the entire world. You know, like, <laughs> right. like so much so that I have no idea why the uh, who investigates stock people. You were in the stock market for a while. What is that called? The, I want to say it's not the it's the not the SEC? IFO the SEC. Is that right? I was SEC? gonna say like the IFOC, but I think that's Olympics. And like and that would be a strange investigation. Don't quote me because they'd it. have her up there on the balance beam and her hip would break and she'd be old and all boozy and they'd be like, well, she's not a gymnast, but no, it's probably the SEC. And I think why she's not being yeah. investigated on the SEC by the SEC on the fact that she's better than everybody else at the stock market. But she happens to, you know, control Congress for several years now. You know, nah, like, it's all a con. It's all a con. They're waging war on you. Get it through your skull. They're trying to kill you. They're throwing out the Constitution. Joe Biden gets a ruling against the court, from the court, against his thing. And he says, ignore that, continue. Oh, last time I checked, that was sedition when Trump did it. Mm. Or even thought about doing it. Yeah. Or even had the ruling and was threatened. If you don't, it's sedition, it's tyranny. But when Joe Biden does it, oh, pass, it's all great. Just, you know, the, just throw the Constitution, which is your only protection, out the window. Exactly. Another thing. I about, just had a coffee. <laughs> about Pelosi that I happened to see, and I didn't read that much about this Ivy Getty wedding. That she's the live, laugh, and love of Satan? That she officiated. I know. That I was, was, like, I, was ah! I was driving in on that. And if you watch the pictures, they, they, it's uplifted. It's savages. They're gods. Like, I mean, it's really sick and weird. Yeah. And as Al Pacino says, instead of a woman, if I had a flamethrower, I'd take it to this place. Hooah! <laughs> exactly. Oh, but one more thing about that wedding, too. And I saw the pictures, and I doubt it. I did not think so. But people, a few people, people are saying, were saying that they see Newsom oh, in the background. Oh, do we maybe see Newsom? But they specifically said, okay, in this picture, it's this person next to the yeah. this person. And in this person, it's the guy behind the dad of the bride. And so I could see who they meant in both pictures. And I'm like, I don't necessarily think that looks like Newsom. Um, that my was opinion. my feeling is, if we're going to go with Conspiracy Town... That was disinfo. Mm -hmm. um, they generally don't have like a lot of information about those things because they. But in this instance, they did a digital guest book and they made sure that Newsom was registered in there, mm -hmm. and they made sure that a press shot that would have normally um, the bride would have had six months to look at and would have been touched up and all these kinds of things. They made sure that was out the next day, and my guess is that is either a double. Because there's Newsom in a mask, and Newsom is known habitually not to wear a mask. Um, uh, and they made sure to sow the seeds of doubt that it was him. So that everybody, and they had a big campaign oh, he's fine, his wife came out, what an idiot. 
you know, but uh, no, with Newsom, the word on the street is he's sequestered in his house. There's lots of medical personnel and doctors. Um, I'm saying either Bell's palsy, paralysis, or he's back in rehab. Yeah, I think the first two are more likely only because of the timing. The right. timing was exactly after the booster. Yes, it could be rehab, but that timing is so like come the on. The timing, <laughs> the timing is right on. And then he did the worst. He mixed shots, you know, trying yes. to be a Mister. You know, I can do anything, and I'm super healthy, and and I have this whole um, rhetoric about I'm a long distance runner, and I'm a triathlete, and I surf, and all these kind of things. But if you look at his spindly little arms, I don't actually see that. I'm not saying I don't think he eats a lot, and I think he might run or do some kind of exercise. But I'm I looked at his arms as someone who possesses 16 inch biceps, <laughs> and said no, that that dude hasn't done a day of weight training in his life. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, as we're seeing, it's weirdly, since he is kind of into supposedly maybe fitnessy stuff like bikes and stuff, I forget. But, like, supposedly it is fit people, um, athlete kind of people that are being especially Supposedly, yeah. I, I don't, uh, here's what I would say. I do believe Newsom engages in some serious physical recreation. Um, that may be biking and running and, and maybe all those things and surfing and everything like that. But he is an addict. And in what he engages in is the addiction. So he's he's been a, an alcoholic. Uh, I think he smokes because the voice sounds ravaged by smoke. Um, I, he's a sec, he's a known sex addict. He's destroyed several marriages through you know with some fine looking ladies. Yeah, um, Gilf- Kimberly Guilfoyle, right? Yeah, exactly, and and a few others I think. And um, he. Uh, he just trades his addictions. And so when he's in good behavior, it's exercise and exercise is a great addiction. Um, except that recall was rough. And there were some interviews at the end that I was like, "Mm, he's drinking again. Cause he was, he was off the rails and losing it and saying nonsense. So I think he got through the, 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 the election by drinking and now it was time to kind of maybe clean and sober up that I would say of all the things I'm more likely to say that, but I wouldn't put uh, a vax injury too far behind in percentages. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. And yeah, you briefly mentioned Trader Joe's last night, by the way, just to touch that up. So what you meant by that is we finally had our first experience of there being some empty shelves. Just as we're all sharing. Good heavens, there's shortages. <laughs> How shall I ever have my Walker shortbreads? <laughs> No, because, I mean, I know we've been asking people to My tell... My Trader Giotto's pasta sauce. We want people to tell us, like, what are you experiencing? So, yeah, we finally had some empty shelves. Nothing crazy. Like, it was only a couple specific sections, but they were really cleaned out. And it was weirdly different things than, a co- like, the beginning of COVID when people panic bought. It was, like, totally different stuff than that. There's In the sections that looked like they had things, there was a display... There was, there was no depth in the yeah, field. Yeah, that's true. So, but It's coming apart at the seams. Yeah. And the reason this is critical and the reason that this should freak you out is the Medusa and I happen to live at the mouth of the Supply River. So Port of Long Beach, Port of San Diego, and Seattle, and even San Francisco are deep water ports. So we get, and mainly L.A. because of the 10, which is the artery through the United States, mainly into the south, south and southwest and southeast. Um, we're at the mouth of the supply chain 
So we shouldn't be experiencing these these shortages. Most goods are going to go to us first. So to go into a Trader Joe's and to see that I can't get my Trader Jose's enchilada sauce. People who don't know Trader Joe's think that I'm insane. But when you go around Trader Joe's, they, they rename like everything ethnic to the Joe equivalent. Yeah. So all yeah. the Italian stuff is Trader Giotto's. I think Trader Ming's is like Asian thing. Oh, I didn't realize they did an Asian. Yeah. Trader is, Ming's, is I'm jo- pretty sure. Is Ming Joe for Asian? Does no, anyone know? No, not really. Maybe yeah. there's just not an equivalent. I yeah. feel like, though, I've seen that. I'll yeah. have to look at our, like, we have some chili It feels like stuff. J-O would be a Japanese name. I mean, a, a Chinese name, like Joe. Like, But I could see a G. I would have gone with Trader G, not Trader yeah. Ming's. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And I, maybe I'm wrong, but I have that in my head. I'll have to check. Sure. What else do they have? I forget. Trader, Trader Jose's. Jose's. I haven't noticed that one. I think do so. they have like a Trader Jacques for like French things? Maybe like brie and stuff? Or they no? should. Yeah, I feel like maybe. Yeah. Joe's <laughs> was a local check. company for a long time and then Germans bought it. Oh, that's Aldi right. bought it. And now it's like, but they, they do great. I still love Trader Joe's. It's a great, it's totally left-leaning liberal company. But for, you know, like. When you know, like we discovered it kind of because we were poor actors, and so like you can really get good food for cheap there. Yeah. And they have a lot of fun and interesting things, and it's a cool vibe. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. What else? Uh, you said you had some more thoughts on the weird, evil Travis Scott concert situation. Yeah. Um. Well, let's analyze what. <clears throat> let's get our voice down here into the Alec Baldwin levels. Don't shoot me. <laughs> exactly. Don't shoot me. I shot her. <laughs> I shot her, but I didn't shot her. I'd never been handed a cold gun in my life. I've been on a lot of sets, and I've never heard the term cold gun. But you do you, Alec. <laughs> um, so I would say that my opinion now on the Travis Thing concert is uh, it's weird. It's weird, man. It's, like, really, really weird because um, no one's talking about it. The... The um, figures for injury are all sketchy. You hear one number here. You hear another number over here. You hear eyewitnesses saying hundreds of people on the ground turning black. You hear the Daily Caller, who a lot of the time I'm uh, I'm beginning to come more and more to the conclusion that, that those guys are controlled opposition. And I know them. I've been to their parties and stuff like that. But I see the moves they make and eh, they're not they're not wide of the Lincoln people so i don't know I, I should look at that more before i just slam the whole organization but i noticed that they were one of the first um was it daily caller or daily wire wire daily wire maybe it was daily wire daily, daily caller wire. that came out and just like had a really low low um number i was like well that's not right and then i'll kind of quiz people when they talk to me about it and and they'll say like oh, all the people rushed the stage and that's what caused this. And I'm like, okay. I sat around Sunday watching the videos, the various feeds. And here's what happened. In the daytime, people, when it's daylight and it's sunny, a bunch of people busted down a barrier and run ran through. And I guess people were hurt. They could have even been killed. But I don't think they were killed because the concert went on. Then at night, when there's no rushing or anything like that, people are just at a concert. If you've ever been to a concert with sort of festival seating, you're all standing around in front of the stage. I didn't see any surging, didn't see any writing. I saw people really getting sick and hurt and dying and falling over and having really weird looks in their faces. So we look at that. Um, 
we look at the fact that there was an inordinate amount of satanic imagery. Yeah. And and then of course Twitter jumps in to do their version of it's a conspiracy it's a conspiracy theory <laughs> by immediately labeling it satanic panic. Well, what do we do with satanic panic? That's been used back since the 80s it was used for Dungeons and Dragons to freak everybody out. Stories were manufactured about children going down in sewers and disappearing forever and sacrifice. I played Dungeons and Dragons in, in, in the 80s and no one ever did any of that. It's a math nerd game, blah, blah, blah. But uh, when you manipulate the culture and make them believe a narrative, people can come to some conclusions about what's happening. So, of course, Twitter digs out satanic panic to Put that out there like, oh, it wasn't Satanism. See, they're just freaking out about it. What I'm trying to say, what I'm saying is I'm seeing a whole lack of information. Again, this is this is Vegas shooter style reminiscent about the level of injury. Um, not 500 people. But again, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's the FBI coming out saying uh, nothing happened and we didn't do anything wrong because we investigated ourselves. <laughs> yeah. It definitely feels like it's going that way. Um, but at the same time, they're, like you would think people on the news should be talking about this. They're not talking about it. In fact, the only news that's surfacing is Twitter going out of their way to say anybody who says this is about Satan. It's just one of those D&D anti-establishment, you know, you know, moral majority moms. And you're hyperventilating. There's nothing. Okay. Possibly. Could be. But I watched the videos and it looks pretty bad. And when people are dying, suddenly all these eyes appear in the uh, the pyrotechnics and the special effects and seem to be watching and the singers watching and chanting sort of this demonic, hypnotic uh, melody and just saying weird stuff. It has a, has a history of this stuff. And this is running rife through African-American rap. Um and I believe for reasons, because I believe that African-Americans, let's call them black people, um, when you know them, and if you've ever been to church with them, or, you know, you know, whatever, I don't know, black people are some of the most switched on religious people that you've ever met in your life. And whenever they preach, it's stunning. Like, it, and you just like, I, I love listening to African-American preachers. Me too. I'm right there with you. you. Know? And yeah. and they as a people, like when we lived in New York and we would get on the uh, the subway in the morning to go to work, um, like you, you would just see all these black people re- reading their Bible on the subway. Yep. And they're just, they're, they're like spiritual dynamos. Yeah. So now it's really weird. You look in the culture and, you know, Little Naz and, and you can go back and see the... What's his name? Jay Z. Jay Z. I don't even like saying his stupid name. Yeah. He's an idiot. But did you know he was Obama's best friend? Yeah. 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 Him and Beyonce. He was Obama's body man, and they were besties, and all that stuff. But you should try to look up that video if you can find it. It's been buried, but I've seen it. I've seen it. Where Beyonce is telling a, or not Beyonce, uh, Jay Z is telling a group of young black males that they need to bow down and worship Satan, and that's how you get power, and that's what this world is all about. You know, and he is straight out of Heart of Darkness, tribal voodoo Africa, espousing this garbage. And he's Obama's best friend. Okay, so putting all of that together, there is misinformation surrounding this. There is a lack of hard information. There is a lack of media attention. 
and then there is a disinformation campaign so we put that the disinformation satanic campaign we put all that together then we look at the event people are not reporting the accurate the accuracy of the event the 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 rush and riot was before um what was happening at the concert is that people were dying in mass at a specific song young children there is like supposedly a nine-year-old that is hospitalized in critical condition what is a nine-year-old doing at that there are 14 year olds who died all of this kind of stuff um the guy is bad news he was wearing a shirt uh that showed people going through a portal going to hell uh the entrance to the festival was sort of this like uh was a Hieronymus bosch Mm -hmm. feast of earthly delights mouth you had to go through the stage was an upside down black cross being devoured by the mouth of hell so here's what i think happened um 40 fentanyl is a massive fentanyl overdose but still it's hard to time that fentanyl overdosing all sort of in the span of a few moments all these people are having serious medical problems mm, okay um now we just get to the part where you know this this is this is what you're coming to and i think you know if we're at the if if we're at the end of days then it's true and you know if you survive you know what's i think okay so talking about the book of revelations like whether you believe or don't believe i don't know but when you go in through what's called the tribulation period the amount of spiritual activity and demonic power and like there will be otherworldly things happening and that's what kind of signals the end of days. Okay. So then we go over to the Joe Rogan crowd and, you know, the the Silicon Valley crowd who are microdosing acid to be able to be more creative. And the Ayahuasca crowd who are, you know, and that's the weirdest thing about that is these people are taking MDMA. They're taking Ayahuasca. You know, Cernovich is, is kind of an advocate of this on, online and Joe Rogan is. And the weird thing that they all talk about is having the same trip experience, meeting Satan and having conversations with Satan. I mean, if that doesn't freak you out. I don't know what was um, people who have no information previous meet the same people. Like there's this purple lady they meet. They're the machine elves. They're clearly engaging with a spirit world of some sort. The thing that I would, and it's not, it's not a construct of Freudian imagination or your unresolved conflicts. These people seem to be having similar experiences with widely varied backgrounds, very specific experiences, meeting very specific individuals who say very specific things. So I'm a person that believes in the spirit world. I believe that there's a world we can't see. You could call them aliens, you could call them demons, you could call them whatever, but there's a vast uh, unseen world that we're not seeing and an intelligence that is interested in us and we are able to have relationships with it through the use of mind-altering substances. And I highly advocate that you do not do that, that those the, the, you're messing with things that you should not mess with. Um, we look at human history, we look at ritualistic sacrifice, which is been a constant theme throughout human uh, uh, experience. It's in the Bible. It's in every history. And if the power went off, I can tell you within a week, people would be doing it on your local street. 
um, because that's that it's hardwired into humanity. And there are there is this other spirit world constantly engaging us to destroy and humiliate and debase debase ourselves. Why? Okay. And I'm not I won't get too religious here or whatever, but this would be my premise. Why? Um, They're not looking to uplift us. They're not looking to help us. They are spiteful and hateful and mean, and they desire our destruction because you were created in the image of God, and they were not, and they hate you for that, and they would like to get you to destroy destroy you. We see throughout human history um, people of power and influence constantly being accused of cavorting with the devil for power. That even went list. List was somebody, a great piano player, classical music piano composer and everything like that. People said he played so good he must have sold his soul to the devil. Robert Johnson with the blues. Maybe these things are true. Maybe they're not. But now we're seeing a rise in this sort of Marxist power structure, African, tribal African, black culture that seems very hateful and spiteful of America. What is America? Whether you like it or not, you can change it. You can make up all these verbs and pronouns and Concepts, but at the end of the day, it's one nation under God. It is a Judeo-Christian nation. It was founded in uh, by people who felt that they were they were forming a government for people who believed in a God. Two degrees, two degrees. Um, but it's it's a different mindset than an Eastern mindset or a tribal mindset or a pagan mindset. And so that's what the reaction is. Yeah. So what did we witness? We witnessed people dying. At the height of a ceremony, there was hypnosis, there was chanting, there was imagery, there were mind-altering substances. And so what I'm going to say is people went to that concert like kids do, thinking that they're going to, because kids at that age and people at that age who are immature and things like that are unfulfilled because they have done nothing with their lives and they're unhappy with their lives and they're looking to have some kind of everything has to be a transcendent experience and the root of everything of all the trouble that people get up to is is this phrase maybe this will make me happy you can you can look at almost like Jeffrey Epstein you can look at everything that Jeffrey Epstein does or Bill Gates does and you can you can find out the debauchery that they're up to and you could say oh you know maybe they're evil and i think i think there are truly evil people of a satanic nature that are looking to destroy and consume. But 99% of the rest of the people doing really jacked up things are doing them asking that question of maybe this will make me happy. If I strangle another hooker, you know, says a serial killer, maybe this will make me happy. And it's the same, it's the same thing here. So I think that they went with MDA. They took it as the concert started it did open up a spiritual portal. There was demonic activity and their souls weren't consumed because that's not what happens. Their soul is their soul. Um, but I think they died. And and I think that they then went on to the afterlife and their, you, you know, your belief system kicks in or, you know, sometimes we can talk about what I think happens. But I do think that they were consumed because they met forces and experience. I watched one kid who probably died, watched the look on his face and watched. He was not seeing the people that were trying to help him. He was seeing something that was scaring the living hell out of him. And he died. Most likely. I don't know. Be interesting to check out. But there are enough videos you can go and watch them. But yeah, uh, I'll go to the extreme position and say I think that they 
they created enough of an atmosphere to invite demonic activity and those who had taken serious mind-altering substances i'm saying ayahuasca or mdma then connected and they got more than they bargained for so would dmt not be dmt that's what i mean yeah yeah i don't know drugs I have a drug. It's called coffee. <laughs> it care. doesn't make me see the devil, but sometimes I drink so much of it, I can see the molecules move in my hand. <laughs> this is why you can't do real drugs. <laughs> this is why I can't do real drugs, because the coffee would kill me. <laughs> so MDA, that's not a thing. It, I think it is a thing. It is a thing, thing yeah. Okay. You know, it's all, you know, uh, DMT is what you mean. That's the, the, DMT, the, the trick. Yeah. That's the trick one I've drug. heard of, yeah. yeah. Are you on the DMT right now, no. kids? No. <laughs> What we need is Matt Foley to talk to these kids. I know. Dan, I wish you'd shut the hell up. <laughs> here's me. Here's you. I'm moving in with you. The only thing you're using papers for is... Rolling doobies. Rolling doobies. <laughs> oh, Chris Farley. We miss you. Chris Farley. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, no, I think that is a really good theory, actually. Like, you flesh it out even more. That's what I do as a writer. I flesh it out. I think it is. In an effort to avoid actual work, I will take things and mine the ever-living hell out of them to avoid doing legitimate work. And those are called stories. (laughs) That's what I do, kids. I love it. I love it. Um, This Rittenhouse stuff is pretty crazy. What What are your... Uh, Rittenhouse is a hero, man. Yeah. That dude's a hero. Yeah, I mean, like that the dude. Court case that is... dude was stacking commies. Yeah, the court case is going well for him. It's going. Doesn't... It's it's not going. It's not so much going well for him because he, he you know, I mean, here's the deal. Um, they want to get him. Oh, I know. And when the government wants to get you, and this is the really sad thing that maybe everybody's gonna finally understand. There is no justice. There's just what they want. If they don't get you here, they'll get you somewhere else. OJ is a classic example. Now, that dude deserved it. But they got OJ. They they just waited to get OJ again, and they got him civilly. And they will go on getting OJ for the rest of OJ's life because OJ, hu- uh, not OJ, but his team, humiliated the LAPD. The Fraternal Association of Cops, blah, blah, blah. They'll get him, but, you know, he's a, he's a bad guy. Um but with Rittenhouse, it's very interesting because they're they're you know they're gonna get him. Uh, I I think despite the ineptitude of his prosecution, which yesterday was like this disastrous day in which their own you know def- uh, prosecution witness basically admitted charging him with a loaded Glock, which that guy's an idiot, and he's the guy who got his like if you pulled your gun and you didn't start pulling the trigger. You know, imagine the nightmare of this guy who who had who was at one point given a CCW. It's not legal. Runs around at these kind of things using his gun as sort of like a punctuation point to get his way. And and Rittenhouse just vaped his bicep. Great shot. Um, but they destroyed themselves yesterday. There's a great picture you can see of one of the prosecutors literally putting his giant fat meat head in his hand. As this guy, you know, blathers on and just destroys all the evidence. But here's the real interesting disconnect. And it's really the problem with our society right now. That prosecution failed so badly due to one reason. And that reason is left liberal culture, as we all know in this podcast, 
but as we talk about more and more to try to understand the mindset of our enemy they are our enemy i'm going to say that they're our enemy go run away and report me to all the people you think that can do anything to me they can't um they're our enemy and they live in a bubble and the bubble was never more in evident than yesterday because what they were basically saying is they were saying like we don't have to put on any evidence we don't have to interview our witnesses this is a slam dunk because honestly like look he's maga he's bad and he had he had an ar-15 kill weapon you know and they they thought that was the case and then when you went and actually did the facts of the case that's not the law so they used emotionalism to try this kid and it it's coming apart and I think it will further come apart. The judge seems interesting. The jury might be saying, I don't know. Uh, you can't trust juries anymore because you already have the leftist Antifa crowd already letting people know we're going to get you. We're going to burn your stuff down, which is the height of it. Like, Hey FBI, uh, instead of listening to this podcast or bothering James O'Keefe, or, you know, uh, doing all the stuff that you do, why don't you go get these people that are threatening our legal system if they don't get their way? That would seem like a good way for you guys to be occupied. Yeah. But they're not. Um, they've got to get, uh, they've got to get all the good people. They've got to, they've got to chase around, uh, James O'Keefe because apparently Biden raped his daughter and she wrote it down in her diary. Yeah. Yikes. Exactly. I know. Yikes. Who would have guessed that? Who would have guessed that Joe Biden is creepy? And a pedophile. I think everybody would have and guessed that Joe Biden is creepy. Yeah. And in set, you raped your own kid. You're that, a monster. Yeah. That is beyond words. Yeah. And you're the, you know, anyways. So, um, the left really does the thing that the disconnect that the Rittenhouse trial shows is that the left operates on pure emotionalism and and they like it's like all the arguments about trump trump's bad why because the economy's great no he's the worst man ever why because we're energy independent no he's just so bad he's awful and like you can literally run through all these accomplishments that trump did and i'm not going to play the game well but his tweets were mean but he did this yeah trump is a human being that had things he did right and well which you're really feeling right now now that the other guy is doing the opposite stuff and he had things that he didn't do so hot and i agree with those things but he's no like the great thing is they are now getting the full buffet of joe biden you ordered that meal you eat it the rest of us were prepared we have money guns and ammo and we are very red-pilled, and we are letting you eat this meal. But the left is now just waking up to emotions aren't facts. But my feeling is with the Rittenhouse trial is they're going to get him because the system is crooked. They'll, I mean, I feel bad for that kid. He's a young boy. He's like a modern-day Tom Sawyer. And I don't know what kind of life he is because those people are mean and vindictive and they're going to try to, you know, if he if he gets out. Of, but anyways, to say it, they, they, the left operates on emotionalism. You can now dissect that and use that in your own life whenever you are dealing with these people. Like, don't become stunned or, you know, don't 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 lock up. Don't vapor lock when you deal with them, because you have to step back and say these people are dealing on pure emotion. The facts are alien to them. And sometimes your best bet is to to walk away. Because you're you're not going like 
if someone's dealing in pure emotionalism, there's no reasons, no facts, no bank balance sheet that you can show them that's going to convince them. Emotional people only learn by bottoming out. So save yourself, save yourself the time and effort, save yourself the rage, just walk away. When they come to the end of themselves and absolutely need the truth for survival, when they have the gunshot wound, sucking chest wound, and they're like, oh my gosh, essential oils don't work. Well, I have a high fin chest seal and I can help you out. I can give you the truth of the high fin chest seal or you can operate on essential oils, but you will probably die. No, you will die. Your call. Yeah, exactly. Put some lavender on me, buddy. <laughs> I know. I took one in the chest. <laughs> mm, this camphor will help you to breathe. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Barely. Barely. But what about the what about working. the bubbles, the or no, that's okay. No. Uh, I need a needle decompression. Oh no, let's use some asper wood. <laughs> Inhale these scents. Let me let me burn some sage to clear away the pressure on your heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Kyle is definitely a political pawn it seems which is yeah. really not cool yeah. like you said for a young guy yeah. who was just defending himself yeah, but he was out there doing it and and that's the fear that i all have i all because i'm from the south you all i all why don't people say i all why do they say you all well because there's i'm only gonna one of you. i'm there's gonna move down south and just start saying i all see it if that messes with sense. them See, you all is like, there's a lot of them, all of them. Yeah. There's only one I, you know, yeah. for each person. But Kyle is a lesson to all of us because he was out there doing the right thing and protecting his family. The disconnect you will see with the emotionalism is he is guilty and should be shot to death right now by them. They're moving to that point. They are buying weapons. They, you know, I'm not saying they know how to use them, but weapons in the hands of dangerous people are, um, are concerning. Um, and you have to worry about the true believer, uh, because they're dangerous people. And so I think a lot of us are going to be in the Rittenhouse situation sooner than later. Um, I think that when you look at the Trader Joe's stuff and when you look at the manipulation of society, where this supply chain destruction is being implemented, Today, they're forcing people to take vaccinations, but they're really forcing people to leave their jobs. Um, we're heading into the dark winter. Um, the military is being savaged. We're being threatened externally. It's weird because I'll talk to people and just trying to gauge, you know, putting together my own sort of cadre or allies in my neighborhood and things like that. It's amazing the amount of people that I feel aren't where I'm at, like in, in it's dark o'clock, you know, and, and they're like, oh yeah, it's kind of interesting. And then I'll say like, well, what do you think about this? And they're like, yeah, I, I kind of hadn't thought about that. I'm like, what do you think you're going to do when the police aren't showing up anymore? And a lot of, a lot of places, the police aren't showing up. I posted something yesterday from a medic and he was saying it took two hours to get to a call and uh, on a on a on a on a on a bleed, you know, meaning that the pressure wasn't working. Um, and he said they're 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 overextended. They can't get to people. That's now. Give it a little time. 
um, give it the threat of the Rittenhouse verdict. Get it, give it what they seem to be pushing us towards. Give it that our side willfully is now moving into civil disobedience, which I encourage, because we have about two months to get this done. In LA, of all places, yesterday was a massive protest. You didn't see that on the news because they don't want you to see it. But I guarantee you the FBI had drones and was cataloging everybody. And it's time to let them catalog us. It is time to fight back peacefully. Um, but to be to realize that they are going to unleash... I think they're going to unle unleash sort of Antifa brigades on us and other brigades that they have developed. I don't know that that's going to do a lot, but it's going to create a lot of fear and panic. I think that you have predators. Uh, we all have gang populations around us. Um, those are things that you have to worry about. What you really have to worry about is the amount of illegal immigration that is coming through. That seems like an army, and there's a really big one headed toward the border. Um, like I've said, I, I call them zombies, and I don't care if anybody gets mad at that. But these are people that have, these are true believers in a lot of ways. These are people that have learned to live with everything on their back. They've learned to fight endlessly. They are cunning survivalists. They don't have a lot of uh, mental development because they've been malnourished and starved for most of their life. And they, they, they will become a point-and-shoot weapon for the elites once they disable any sort of security forces that we have. So you could very well be in a Rittenhouse situation. I'm hoping the breakdown will be so bad that there won't be court trials and it'll be chaos and stuff like that. But do I think that side is definitely directing us towards that that moment? Yes. Exactly. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes you a little bit, well, it makes me feel a little bit like tentative about maybe putting myself in certain situations like at a protest, even though I know we should be doing that. But then you're like, there could be a confrontation like that with an Antifa person. You might have to shoot them in self-defense. And now we're in, like you said, now we're in a Kyle Rittenhouse situation. So yeah. it makes there's you know, those, like, there's the fact that the FBI is going to count. I mean, all of these things are true and valid. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to be like some people who are driving people into the streets or whatever, and they're not doing it themselves. There are serious concerns, and I don't know that that, that you know, it's, I think that there's a lot of things that you can do. Showing up to the school board meetings, the government meetings, um, beginning to vote, I don't know that that's going to bring it back. I think that we are going to move into the streets, and I think that that will bring violent confrontations um, their big move would be to turn off the internet, to turn off the power. That would then make everything absolutely nuts. You should be prepared for that. We look at Kyle Rittenhouse and we see a guy who had a weapon system and he knew how to work it. He had a sling. He was a good shot. He hit what he aimed at. He didn't hit anybody else. Um, he made one mistake. He didn't, he didn't have a round charged. Uh, when the guy, he went, he pulled the trigger and he, he didn't initially take the guy down when he was pointing the Glock at him. So he had to try, you know, he had to, he had to, and on, on the stoner weapon system, you have to pull the charging handle back to chamber around. He got the round chambered and then he vaped the guy's bicep. So, um, that's not good in a gunfight. Now they're going to make a lot of hay of that, like that he quote unquote reloaded, in the trial because that that sounds bad to the jurors um great i hope you get to the trial if you're in that situation i hope you get to the trial because you can hire some lawyers 
and you can have your day in court. The one guy doesn't get a day in court because he's dead because Rittenhouse vaped him. And the other guy will be missing a bicep for the rest of his life and in an incredible amount of pain. But he seems like an idiot. And maybe that will bring clarity and focus and bring him to the end of himself. Um, but trial, Kyle Rittenhouse got a trial. They were going to kill that boy. They were smashing skateboards in his heads. They told him they were going to kill him. They pointed firearms at him. So that's the situation you should be thinking about. And you might not be as lucky as Kyle. Kyle is a 16-year-old boy who probably played a lot of Call of Duty and trained with his weapon. And he has, he like a 16-year-old boy is almost a super predator, Hillary Clinton. Um, those 16-year-old boys are real hard to beat. That's why child soldiers are heavy in heavy usage throughout most of the world. They are they are perfect. They have a high amount of testosterone and aggression. They have perfect physical ability, excellent muscle to weight ratio. Teach them some weapon skills and stuff like that and you've got something to deal with. You might be dealing with that or whatever. But the main thing is he was ready to go. If you were in that situation, if if someone was hitting you with skateboards, if someone was telling you they are going to kill you, if they are pointing a Glock at you right now, do, can you reach for a gun and defend yourself? Yeah. If you can, great. You've got a chance. But if you think you're going to go get some shells out of the closet to load in the gun, or you think you're going to put a round in the chamber, you know, or whatever, everything that you have to do um, is going to move you closer to death. And then you won't get that trial. You might be wrong in the trial. You might go to jail. You'll still be alive. You'll get out someday. I don't know. You might not go to jail. But if you're dead, you're dead and you don't get a trial. So there's some sayings about that. Better to be tried by 12 jurors than carried out by six men. Mangs. Hey, that's the podcast. Thank you for subscribing and thank you for hanging out and enjoying our company. We love you. Have a great day. See you all later.